welcome to the January 22nd edition of One Nation Radio here on Lords of Pain. I am your host, Richard Latta, of course, with my co-host here, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Not much. Really good show on SmackDown. Raw, hit or miss, but um, pretty good week. Yeah, man. Um, we're we're here. We're going to switch it up for some reason. Uh, James wanted to cover Monday Night Raw this week, so I was like, well... You know, anytime uh, Raw can be taken off my hands, we can, we can do that. So, uh, and I don't even know why he wanted to do it. So, we're all going to find out together. So, James, take it away. Yeah, so uh, Monday Night Raw, January 21st, 2019 from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. The show opens with a Dr. King tribute and featured a 10-bell salute. The audience gave a standing ovation. Hammond and Lesnar come down to the ring. Lesnar's uh, Suplex City, City shirt features uh, the OKC blue and orange on it. Uh, Hammond starts with his usual, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Hammond open for his promo. And then he says, last week on Raw, Balor pinned Cena, and that was no fluke. He says there's no controversy. Uh, Balor stepped up and seized the moment so much so that Lesnar, I'm sorry, so much so that Cena said he believed in Balor. He said the universe believes that uh, I'm sorry, he says that the universe believes and he also says that he believes and Balor believes too in Finn Balor. He says that he believes, Balor believes that he has circumstance on his side because Brock has been uh, training for Lesnar. I'm sorry, for, for Strowman. Uh, he says that Brock won't be fighting Braun. He has to defend against an opponent that he has trained for and that's why he, that's why Finn believes because it's a completely different style uh, he says that's why he believes that uh, Balor believes he's going to be the next champion, and that's why the audience should listen to Balor when he says he believes because his is the voice that matters. But Heyman's voice is the voice of martyrs, and on Sunday, his client will turn Finn into a martyr, sacrifice for the sin of making us believe that he can conquer the unconquerable conqueror. Oh boy, he, he so goes on for a bit and refers to Balor as a slim reaper. I said, say that fast. What? I said, say that fast three times. Yeah, uh, yeah. He goes on a bit and then refers to Balor as a Slim Reaper, which is like a, a Duran reference in OKC. Whatever. Um, Heyman dismounts and Heyman uh, goes for the dismount by saying, "Spoiler alert: Even miracles fear Brock Lesnar." So on Sunday, when Lesnar puts the notion that Finn even belongs in the ring with him to bed, it'll be Balor on his back, looking up, saying, "Oh my God, I believe in Brock Lesnar." Vince comes down to the ring. Uh, Vince or Lesnar actually looks annoyed at Vince's presence. Uh, Vince buries, he just completely buries Balor as a child challenger. Uh, Vince says Heyman has gone a little soft, and that's a little too old school promoter ish of him to try to jump with some business by suggesting that Balor can compete with Brock. He says the only way anyone can believe in that match is if they believe in the story of David and Goliath. Uh, Heyman quips that uh, he's never read the Bible. That was funny. Uh, yes. Vince goes on to inaccurately tell us how David got high on mushrooms and Goliath beat the, Goliath beat the hell out of him. Vince says that David uh, was reincarnated as Finn. And while he does have his fans, if these people out here in Hillbilly land, the crowd immediately cuts him off and boos. Uh, <laughs> Vince aloofly asks what he did wrong to Heyman. Heyman says, Vince, you're talking too fast for the crowd. So... He continues on this point by saying uh, people out of their mind, they believe that uh, 
that Balor can win, and if they believe it, they believe in fairy tales. So Strowman comes out. He gets in the ring. Heyman runs off. Vince uh, and, and Lesnar stay put. Vince says, "Ask Strowman what's he's do- what is he doing here." Braun says, "Last Monday was the worst day of his life. With Corbin cost him a hundred thousand dollars in his title match, but <laughs> the luckiest night of, it's the luckiest night of Brock's life." I'm sorry. Um, I could have swore that those were decisions that were made by Vince, not Corbin. You're not supposed to remember that, James. Jeez. Anyway. <laughs> So Braun, so then Braun then goes on to say, if Lesnar still has a title after Sunday, he will be waiting and he'll rip apart, he'll rip him apart like one of Vince's limousines. So then Vince asks for him to take it easy. Out comes Balor. Balor says, same old Monday Night Raw. Ain't that the truth? Uh, Braun out here doing Braun things. Meanwhile, I'm the guy who beat three people uh, last week. He says to Vince, I don't know. Um, he says, I know you don't believe I can beat uh, Lesnar. Um, Balor says, but says that he believes in the Balor Club believes in a Royal Rumble. He would defeat Brock and reclaim his universal title. The crowd cheers. Braun says to, to Balor, I know I could beat Lesnar, but I don't know if you could, but you damn well better. Strowman says to, uh, I'm sorry, Balor says to Strowman, I appreciate it, but keep your nose on my business because I'm going to do something you never could beat Brock Lesnar. Lesnar, Heyman, head up the ramp because why the hell not? They've done their part. This don't concern them. This people that, that none of the shit concerns them. <laughs> so, Balor then corrects corrects Vince about the actual story of David and Goliath. He says that David stood in the shadow of a giant. They laughed in his face. They didn't know who David was and what he was made of. And Goliath fell face first in the dirt. Boom. So, Vince proposes a real life David versus Goliath uh, tonight and announces Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman. That took like almost a half hour or 25 minutes. Uh, that whole thing I just went through. If this Paul Heyman and Lesnar segment wasn't proof that this entire concept of Paul Heyman cutting the promos and Brock Lesnar showing up doing nothing, if that didn't come off as like stale and cooked, I don't know what better proof you need than this segment. Uh. I, I didn't have a problem with the with the Heyman part. I had a problem with like defense bearing the fucking title challenger. Like Oh, he also he, told um Braun Strowman he's lucky to have a job, which just made him sound yeah, like he's a Yeah. Not a star. Yeah. Like Yeah. <laughs> but he's literally what? How many people are top five in the whole company? Right? Yeah. Top five. Like it's Roman, it's Strowman, or yeah, it's Roman Strowman, uh uh uh, Seth, um, Brian, and and um, AJ, right? That's the top five men in the men's division, right? Yeah, you're, you're lucky to have that, a jo- yeah. and you're lucky to have a job. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What kind of, <sighs> kind of company so, is this? Yeah, so we come back from commercial break. Strowman runs over Balor with a shoulder tackle on the outside. Strowman tries it again a little bit later, but uh, Balor catches him with a sling blade. Balor used a sleeper hold to try to slow down Strowman and then uh, hit a double foot stomp. Balor goes for the Balor goes to the top, but Strowman grabs him by the throat and then shoves him seemingly down to the floor where Lesnar is. But Lesnar catches him and gives Balor an overhead belly to belly. Balor may have landed on his head. I'm not sure. He looked like he dropped him on his head. 
Yeah, I thought this. I was like, ooh, he just seen he just seen brother this man. So somehow, <laughs> some but somehow that wasn't an automatic DQ because apparently refs from all sports, legitimate or, or predetermined, are all shitty at their jobs. Anyway, yeah, that was confusing yeah. as hell. And this is one thing that is just so frustrating. It's like they have these rules established in these matches for thirty five years, and in this match that they were just recklessly re- recklessly enforced essentially and it's just confusing for the viewer yeah and then later in the show like kurt Hawkins gets his ass because he actually obeyed all the rules as a ref yeah yeah it, yeah so let incredible me incredible yeah let, yeah let me continue over this uh so uh lesnar gets to the apron to confront Strowman. Balor yanks Lesnar off the apron and drop kicked him into the uh, ring post. Balor wipes Lesnar uh, out with a flip dive. Balor gets in the ring and gives Strowman another sling blade, then knocks Lesnar off the apron again and drop kicked him into the barricade. Uh, Strowman grabs Balor by the head and puts him back into the ring. Strowman charges at Balor, who's in the corner. Balor, of course, moves, and Strowman, of course, runs himself shoulder first into the post. Classic Braun Strowman spot. Yes, yes. Like him running full head of steam into the into a ring post or into anything is, is like, oh, like there will be a spot in a Triple H match where he gets ran into the still steps. Like, <laughs> what do you know? Uh, anyway, uh, Balor drop kicks Strowman into the corner and lands the, the coup de grace, as Dusty Rolls used to call it. And Lesnar, and before he can get the cover, Lesnar gets in the ring and gives uh, Balor the F5 for DQ. So I can jump you on your head outside the ring. That's not a DQ, but no. I can get. But if I get in this ring and I give you an F five, then it is a DQ. Bro, okay? yeah. Don't ask me to explain this. Yeah. So commentary promises us a, a Bobby Lashley championship celebration. I can just hear the TVs clicking and turning off. Uh, we come back from commercial. It keep in mind by the time we got to the end of the battle thing, it's like eight forty. Good God. Yeah, like, so Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, Lesnar, Sucking Hayden, time. And Vince ate up, like, eight at 40 minutes of the show. Yeah, uh, we come back from commercial break, and Lashley and Rush come down to the ring. Rush said that Lashley is better than Dean Ambrose and Rollins and everyone in the locker room. He says they're out there to, they're not out there to issue an open challenge because open challenges are for kids, and they're in this for the money. Lashley stands on a comically. Lashley then stands on a comically pathetic podium and poses for the crowd. Uh, Apollo Cruz comes out, and interrupts. Cruz gets into the ring and says, "Lashley has a, It was an impressive athlete, uh, but nobody paid money to see him pose. They paid to see him fight." Uh, Cruz says he knew he wouldn't get a title match, so he challenges Lashley to a fight. Rush tells Cruz that he could get a match if he could beat Lashley in a pose off. Cruz chuckles and says he didn't know how to pose. Rush tells Cruz that he didn't know how to be a champion either based on his track record. Crowd ooze. So we go through this this gimmick. Oh, um, if, if you've see, you seen Rude and Royer or Triple H and Steiner, you know how the deal goes. The heel goes first. The baby face follows. The crowd reacts bigger to the do-gooder. And then the heel whoops on our hero for enduring the disrespect. Um, so two brothers were up there. Um... Never mind. <laughs> yeah, the twist came. The twist came when uh, when Cruz sent Lashley out to the floor and then press slam Rush onto Lashley on the floor. 
We come back from commercial break and we actually get Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley. It's a short match. Crews is in control until he gets distracted by Rush, who gets on the apron. Crews yanked him into the ring. He's about to press slam him, but Lashley hits Crews with a spear for the win. Um, it's reminiscent of WrestleMania 31 when Brock had Rome or had uh, Rollins in uh, F5 position, but then Roman spears him, and so he goes flying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Rollins come after that. After the win, Rollins comes down to the ring and meets Lashley halfway down the ramp. Uh, they have a stare off as they pass each other. Um, the stone face while Rush is smiling because he knows that if anything happens, Rollins will get jumped. <laughs> uh, Rollins gets in the ring and says, Today we celebrate the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. And even now, especially now, we can learn a lot from him. One quote that struck with him, that stuck with him today was, the measure of a man isn't where he stands during times of convenience, but rather uh, during times of challenge. <clears throat> and that struck him because his life's been nothing but challenging. He says just a few months ago he had two titles and two brothers, and now he's got no titles and a broken family. I was about to groan because I was about to start worrying that Seth was going to start with his bad pouting baby face habit again, but he snapped out of it by saying that um, in life, we can't focus on uh, what you don't have. We have to focus on what we do have, and what he has is his first and last love, pro wrestling. He says as long as he's under, as long as he has a, the ring under his feet, a microphone in hand, and the crowd and the fire in his eyes, uh, uh, he wants to tell us that he's going to win the Rumble. He says that, that um, he's not the stereotypical WWE superstar. He's not as big as McIntyre. He's not as powerful as Lashley, but that's, and that's not him. He's just a kid from a small Midwestern town. Uh, his folks were working class and he could, uh, he could be driving. <laughs> he could be driving a, a, a truck or working the factory. Uh, no, and, but there's only one reason why he isn't doing that. And that's because of his heart. Great baby face line. Just Bro. great. Hey, what if he would have said, you know, I could have been selling selling meat from a truck in Minneapolis. <laughs> I like, oh, like how you talk about that bitch off. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So this is a great baby face line. I, you know, I got. There's one thing that separates me from the rest of you fuckers in the stand. Anyway, he says when the dust settles, he promises us there'll be one man left stand that's left standing. Him. So McIntyre interrupts. He comes down to the ramp while saying he's an honest man and he won't stand while um, Seth lies to his people. He says there's a 0% chance Seth wins the Rumble. And he says that as he goes to a knee, which is like this weird thing he does now where he just goes to a knee in the middle of a promo. I don't know I don't know who told him to do that shit, but he's not that off. That's weird. Stop doing that. Um, <laughs> anyway, he said that's because he's a high – he says that Rollins won't win. He has 0% chance because he's a high flyer that will inevitably, inevitably get eliminated. He says if you put Rollins' heart and passion into a 6'5", 265-pound Terminator, you get Drew freaking McIntyre. He says he knows how much this means to Rollins, so he hopes and prays that he can look Rollins in his eyes right before he throws him over the top rope, and Rollins has to listen to the ring announcer say that Drew is the man that's going to WrestleMania. We come back from commercial break, and we get Seth Rollins versus McIntyre. Um, early on, Rollins lands a suicide dive. He climbs to the top rope and then gets on the top of the ring post for a dive onto McIntyre. But McIntyre moves, and Rollins crashes into the barricade, chest first. Um, while they're still on the outside, McIntyre uh, drops Rollins with a reverse Alabama slam on the floor. Um, we come back from another commercial break. McIntyre goes for a side slam, but Rollins counters out of it into a Falcon Arrow. 
McIntyre charges to land a Claymore, but Rollins uh, catches him with a super kick for a two count. They trade strikes with Rollins beginning to win the exchange until McIntyre cracks Rollins with a headbutt. McIntyre follows up with a Sheamus S. White noise off the second rope for a two count. McIntyre immediately picks him up and hits a sit-out powerbomb for another two count. Then out of nowhere, Rollins rolls up McIntyre with a schoolboy for the win. Quick. I actually like this yeah. match. Like I caught the second half of it, uh, so I didn't see like the beginning portion. But uh, it looked like a uh, like a big brother and a little brother um, <laughs> fighting. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that's it's it's, it's like it run them up between like McIntyre, Rollins, oh, Reigns. Like it's, it, yeah, it's just like guys like guys with beards and dark hair. That's long, dark long hair, yep. and it's wet. Yep. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, yeah, so the commentary team hypes up the, the women's tag match for later in the night. Uh, backstage, the revival are complaining to Vince. Uh, Vince said, Vince asked them what they want. Uh, the revival say they want one more title shot with a special guest referee, somebody who won't get pushed around. So, all of a sudden, Kurt. Hawkins walks up to Vince asking for something, and then Vince Vince has his face like, what? Uh, So Vince tells Hawkins, no, you're not getting this match you're asking for. You lost too many matches, and you need to to go find another line of work. UPS is hiring. Yeah. Vince (laughs) Vince with the is hilarious. Yeah. So Vince offers him a special – offers him to be the – the special guest spot uh, for the Revival match and Revival approval Hawkins. So we come back from commercial break and we go to the boiler room slash the Usho penitentiary with Ambrose. <sighs> he says that Seth quoting Dr. King early in the night. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Seth, t- or sorry. Ambrose talks about Seth quoting Dr. King early in the night and then offers his own uh, MLK quote for gratuitous use. Uh, he says that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. He says him not being the champion anymore is a pretty big injustice, and he's looking forward to seeing Seth Rollins and Lashley in the Royal Rumble. He's going to kick them both in the balls before dumping them over the top rope. He says 2018 is was not his year, understatement. He spent the better part of, of it in a hospital <laughs> after he uh, drove his body into the ground, and he owes it to himself to win the Royal Rumble. He says it'll be a shining moment, and he owns the road to WrestleMania. Come Sunday, justice will be served. He also called Bobby Lashley bend over Bobby, which is the single best yes. Uh, yes. Ambrose heel combination in the last 13 weeks. This is the best thing of 2018 for Dean Ambrose. Bend like, over Bobby. Or, or since 2018. Like, I mean, what is there? There's bend over Bobby as a line. There's him turning. There's, uh, there's the shield reforming. There's him coming back. That's it, right? That's it. That's, that's got to yeah. be it. I mean, I guess you could say him, like, the heel turn in itself was well executed, but, like, uh, that, that was one day of heat. Yeah, it, it, it didn't last. Yeah. Inoculations, Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, Lucha House Party versus General Hall and the Singh Brothers. It was a match. Look. <laughs> Madalee hits Anil with a with a tilt world backbreaker for the win. It looked like it may have not have been the plan finish. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we move on and uh, we get an extended version of the same EC three vignette we've seen for weeks, Rich. Weeks. Bruh. 
should he just ask for his release just now? Like, I don't... <laughs> he gotta wait for it. You know, you ask for your release, you know, they, they'll put you on ice for the rest of your life. Right. Anyway, after after that, we go backstage where there's, uh, where he's, where EC3's back there flexing in a mirror, just much like last week, while Dana Brooke, this time, asked him some fitness questions. EC3 is still yet to talk. Still. Three appearances, not a word. Is he, is he Imagine doing... having EC3 on your roster, and you think you'll get him over by having him not talk. Hey, it, is this supposed to be like the Chris Jericho gimmick back in 2012, like where, where he didn't oh, where he God. didn't say anything to the audience, or I don't know. That, oh, yeah. God. So this man is literally James. He's literally flying city to city, going backstage, setting up a full body length mirror, getting undressed. Walking around and posing in front of it while people walk by. Look, man. What? I've said. I've said. I've said this off air. I've said this off air to Caleb. I, and Caleb didn't only want to touch on it a bit, but I'm just, I'm just gonna say it straight up for y'all. Look at his vignette. You see that he walks to a hotel room. He drops the keys. He 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 strips he strips down to his gear and then just shows his body and smiles. And everything we've seen from him is him posing. He's like you said, he's flying from city to city for people to look at his body. Correct. Hey man, this dude is a mute. This this dude is a mute that's out here selling dick. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know I don't know what else he could possibly be doing. Like what I mean, what else what else could there be besides that? He's a man for hire. This man is the real life post wrestling career Buff Bagwell. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that Buff Bagwell was on a dick. I forgot. I totally forgot. Oh my god. Needless to say. Needless to say. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. three. I don't know, player. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. Alright, so we come back for, we come back from Russia Break for an Elias promo. Alright, whatever. You've seen one, you've seen them all. Corbin interrupts. We get Elias versus Corbin. Boring match. Corbin hits the end of days for the win. Let's Fuck. move on. Oh my god. Baron Corbin so, Elias. Yeah, we come back oh, from a commercial god. break for a moment of Bliss with Naya as this week's guest. Uh, Bliss asks Naya who she would challenge if she won the Rumble. Ember Moon interrupts. She yanks the mic out of Naya's hand. Says she's sick and tired of waiting in the locker room for an invitation that's never coming. She's making her claim this Sunday she won the Rumble. Alicia Fox interrupts. She yanks the mic out of uh, Ember's hand. She says that she's the captain of the division, so she's setting the course for WrestleMania, and she's going to start by going through all of them on Sunday. Mickey James interrupts. She also snatches them, this one single fucking mic out of Fox's hand. All they need is one that, mic. Yeah. Says that they're all cute, but she's still on the show at WrestleMania before, and she's going to do it again. They all start arguing and fighting over the mic, and then Nikki Cross, the Riot Squad, Tamina, and Dana Brooke all come out to join this train wreck. Uh, Alexa, <laughs> Alexa stands on her chair and yells at them to stop because this is her show, and if a fight breaks out, uh, they're going to be embarrassing themselves as women and ruining her reputation as a legitimate talk, uh, talk show host. So, you, so guess what happened, Rich? They basically have that rumble brawl that they always do on every single go home show, except on the damn stage. They brawl. Look, just just like Giants in, in rumble matches. Remember Big Show in uh, in Undertaker in, in two thousand nine rumble. They brawl to the back. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't hate that though. At least they didn't do it in the ring. Neither show actually did. Hey, so it was the best part of this entire segment. Hey, so a, a moment of bliss strikes yeah, again. We'll, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh. 
So Bliss awkwardly transitions by saying that this coming Royal Rumble uh, is a show that uh, we won't ever forget because she announces that she'll be entering into the Rumble match. Uh, I believe this will be her first match since uh, on TV since maybe uh, Hell in a Cell. Hell in a uh, Cell, anyway. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, then another interruption. Lacey Evans brings her ass out. Uh, she yanks the mics. She yanks her, the special Alexa mic out of Alexa's hand, and in the process, while doing this, manages to knock her oversized hat like over her, like over, and then like it covers her eyes, so she has to fix that. And calls all the women that just left a bunch of nasty classes girls. She calls Alexa a sawed-off runt, and then she says she's winning the rumble. Another commercial break. Come she, back. she was dressed like a librarian, like out there <laughs> from the nineteen fifties. I. I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Whatever. Uh, we come back from commercial commercial with Titus O'Neil. He says that he believes in miracles and himself, and that's why he's entering the Royal Rumble. Then a production geek randomly walks through the shot, so Titus right, rightfully just yells at him for being a jackass. He had uh, incredible timing, too. Yeah. Hey, Rich, um, you know how Kobe has a special Elimination Chamber Rumble Escape every year, right? Yeah. So, what will Titus do to embarrass himself this Sunday? Oh, my God. All right. So, Titus O'Neil in the Royal Rumble. This isn't just limited to the greatest Royal Rumble. Remember um, in the 2015 Royal Rumble? That yes. Man, that man Four was, seconds. Yes, yes. That man was supposed to be eliminated, but he botched, like, and, and yes. then got eliminated immediately after. I, I can't now, think of what he's done the, the other years, but now, those, those now, two now, come to mind. Now, the thing about that, about that play, and about how, why, why that was stupid to begin with, was Santino already had the record for being eliminated in one second. You can't break that. You you only tie it. So why even bother to try? Only thing that was going to happen was he was going to fuck it up. So why even bother to do it? Whatever. Yeah. Just just one more bad thing about the 2015 Royal Rumble. Oh God. Ugh. Uh, Which I can okay, talk about so, till I'm blue in the face. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, so heavy mis- heavy machinery versus the Ascension squash match, trash compactor for the win. If they let Otis do the caterpillar or caterpillar uh, elbow drop for a few weeks and squashes, they'll probably get over. Um, so we come back from commercial break and we get Bobby Roode versus Chad Gable for the uh, tag team titles. Um, early on, Gable grabbed or tagged Roode, but uh, Hawkins wouldn't allow it because he wasn't holding on to the tag rope. Stickler for details. This this uh, special guest referee, maybe he should be the head referee now. Uh, Revival then double teamed them, but Rude and Gable fought back, and each other hit uh hit T bone suplexes. Um, Rude launched Gable over the top onto Dash Wilder, but Dawson took Gable out with a clothesline. Come back from commercial break, Gable tagged in for Rude, who gave Wild or uh, Wilder concussions. I'm sorry, concussions. Uh, clotheslines and a back body drop. Then gave Dawson a uh, Yurnage. Uh, he closed the line, Dawson to the outside. He gave Wilder a spine buster. Wilder floated in, into a cover as uh, Rude on Rude as Dawson held onto uh, held Rude's leg down. Hawkins saw that, you know, good ref, and stopped the count. Uh, Wilder then tried to uh, make a cover uh, with his feet on the ropes. Hawkins also saw that again, good refing. Gable tagged in, and Dawson caught him with a roll up, but. Hawkins stopped the stopped the count again because he this time uh, Dawson had grabbed the tights. More good refing. The revival uh, tried again with another another assisted cover, but Hawkins broke it up, which allowed Gable to roll through with a roll up for the win. 
Rudy Gable retained the titles. Afterwards, they're arguing with Hawkins, and they're trying to bully him and intimidate him. But we end up seeing um, on the Titantron footage of all the times that they tried to cheat. So knowing that they were dead to rights, they decided to beat up the ref, the special guest ref. So Zach, they, they lay boost to him. Zack Ryder comes out, and he makes a save for his old partner. Um, and we look like we may have a new tag team. Hmm. This looks like the first stop on the 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 revival farewell world tour. Yeah. <laughs> That's about to be you happening. Will, you, will, you will be doing jobs. Yes, forever. We will beat you and beat you and beat you yeah. longer and harder than you beat your own dicks. Oh God, that carver from all the wire. Yeah. So for those that that, are, that may be asking, so what do you think? What do you think? Uh, what do you mean, uh, James and Rich, about the burial train? Okay, so Hawkins is on like a Goldbergian uh, losing streak, except, you know, uh, so it looks like he's about to form a team with Zack Ryder, and then he is going to, (laughs) with his partner, beat the Revival. Yeah. Yeah, fun stuff, guys. Real fun. See y'all in AEW. (laughs) Yeah, in a year. Uh so uh, the commentary team, they, they plug the, the WWE Network and then the pay-per-view. You go backstage with Ronda, uh, with Ronda and Gorilla, and she Holy gets interviewed for a tag team match. <laughs> she says she's been thinking, trying to figure out any reason why she might owe Sasha an apology. She's come to the conclusion that she doesn't owe her a damn thing. <clears throat> Sorry. She's been nothing but respectful and has gotten nothing but resentment in return. Um, and if Sasha is the best, where is her desire, her desire to prove it? Uh, she's too busy traveling the world like a boss or she can't be champion along the, along the way while going through this rambling promo that that got weaker and weaker as it kept going. She said, what does she want me to do? Does she want me to cut my hair off and wash Sasha's feet? Bro. Uh, what? I, I don't know, but like. You know how they Why do they even with, turn with, Ron, Ronda Rousey's mic on? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, it went like it went 30, 40 seconds too long. Like, whatever it was, it should have been half the length and just focus on the first half of what she was doing and it should have got out of there. But, like, it kept going and. Uh-uh. Bro, Twitter it, lit her on fire. Yeah, I know. I, I said she'd have screenshot something. I'm, look, I'm, like, I'm looking at I, him right now. Good yeah. God. Stop. Yeah. Like she has this real pro- her promo is like she has almost every single promo she does she has some super unrelatable thing in it. Cringe. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she ends by saying that at Royal Rumble she's going to show her that she's the boss's boss, the the HBIC and uh, the Royal Miss Champion. She makes her entrance. We go to break. Come back from commercial break. Um, after introductions, uh, and after introductions, everyone comes down to the ring. Sasha gets on the mic and asks Ronda where the hell she thinks she is. Uh, she gives her own credentials by saying that she is a four-time champion, that she lasted 54 minutes in the, uh, in the uh, first Royal Rumble ma- Women's Royal Rumble match. Um, and she says, uh, you want to talk about their desire? She doesn't even tell the world. Uh, she doesn't need to tell the world about uh, Banks because the world already knows um, about Banks, and she's earned her opportunity by making Nia tap out, just like she's going to do to Ronda at uh, Royal Rumble. So, we get the Boss Hug Connection versus, uh, I don't know, what are they, do they even have a name? Do Natty and Ronda have a name? Rowdy Hart. Rowdy Hart. Are you serious? I'm hashtag Rowdy Hart. Look it up. 
they have they co-signed that? I believe Natalia has. Ugh. Anywho, uh, the match started with Banks and Natalia, but uh, Banks immediately knocked Ronda off the apron with a forearm shot. Uh, Banks and and Bailey double teamed Natalia, so uh, Rousey knocked them uh, both down with judo throws. After the break, uh, Natalia tagged in uh, Rousey. Uh, they gave Bailey a heart attack. Banks and Bailey double teamed Natalia to and, uh, take over. Natalia eventually got to the corner so Rousey could tag in. Rousey got Banks up in a uh, Samoan drop, but Banks countered and applied a cross fa- uh, applied the bank statement. Um, Natty broke it up. She was dead to rights until Natty broke it up. Um, Bailey tagged in, but Rousey fought her off, hitting knees and a kick to midsection. Rousey tried for an arm bar, but Banks uh, held on and got to the ropes. Um, Rousey tagged in for Natalia, and the referee could be heard telling them they had two minutes left. Yes, I, I did hear that. <laughs> yeah. These refs, man. Look, her odds wouldn't have fucked it up. Yes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Nat- Natalia ran a while briefly, uh, but Banks caught her in the, in the bank statement for the submission win. Afterwards, Rousey and Banks got in each other's faces, and they were once again being held back by Natalia and uh, and, and Bailey. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha yeah. Banks and Bailey gave Ronda Rousey that L. There was also a point in the match where, like, Rousey came in for a hot tag and thought she was going up on Sasha, and Sasha literally gave her like she literally shoved her with her with a with a kick with a front kick. Like it was, you know, like that. You get a, people had a big booty just put the foot up, yes. and people just run into it. Like she literally put the foot up and then like sh- and then literally shoved her back on her ass. It was hilarious. Bro, it's gonna be like Sasha calming her down. Like I'm gonna show you how to work. Like you know, you know what it reminded me of? It, it's almost like watching Brock Lesnar sell for somebody because like Brock, you know. I mean, Brock sells for little guys. It's awesome. Like how you sell it earlier in the show for, uh, for, Finn. uh, Valor. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it, like when Brock sells, like you actually can believe it. Cause like, okay. Like same when Oscar in NXT is like, Oh shit, she's selling. This is awesome. Like she's hurt. Like when Ronda sells for someone that's like, or at least for, for Sasha, like it didn't work for, you know, other people, but like when it worked for, for Sasha, it looked like they're going to have a great match. Like I'm more, I'm more sure that they're going to have a, a, a top notch match than I was before this. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I am. It, it will forever be in the history books that Ronda Rousey's first loss in WWE was to Sasha Banks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Did she get the fifty? Was it fifty, fifty-one, fifty-two? Yeah, she was like fifty, you know, fifty-one and zero, something like that, and you know, yeah. first L, you know. So, well, I said like I mean I think I said to y'all um, in the social suplex, uh, for lack of a better word, the slack that you know. Like, the only finish they could possibly have for this match is Sasha taps out Natalia because you have to build a credible winner. Like, I, I, you know, I thought they were going to go the route of slaps on and kind of doesn't let go, kind of, like, tortures her, makes mm. Ronda have to, like, let, make her let go. But they didn't go that route. But we'll see. They could have tapped the champion, too, you know. What you say? So they could have tapped the champion, too, you know. Yeah, okay. That's smart. <laughs> Oh man, so so what did you think about uh, the MLK video? Uh, I mean, it was uh, compared to the ones they've done before. Like I think the, like the last two or three years have been pretty good. Like the other ones were kind of um, the first few ones were kind of like um, almost like a paint my numbers deal where they just did it just to get in and get out. Um, yeah, so I thought they did a good job with it. I thought I thought that the um, 
Tim Bell salute to try to get them to open the show with like cutting from the video package to a crowd giving a stand ovation. I thought that was, eh. I mean, I it, it was cool. Like, I mean, I I appreciated like this one. Like the last couple of them, or maybe last three of them, I can't remember if it was last two or three years, like they actually feel like there's actually um, work being done to these as opposed to we're just doing it just to do it. Yeah, <clears throat> like part of me, like I, I, I liked it, but, you know, part of me felt like sad and helpless as I realized that, you know, there's not really much <laughs> that has changed in this country since, um, you know, uh dr king was around but i got like goosebumps during like the sound of the bell and i felt like i had watery eyes and i just thought about wow they brought back hogan two weeks ago and you know i didn't even think about that you know and and every year it's just like we see like and i and i think we both trained ourselves to spot this we see massive amounts of gaslighting from organizations and political figures that try to twist um Martin Luther King's like legacy for their own agendas and like you know since I figured out this pattern like there's nothing that they can say to like upset me it's just like more thinking about the actual situation that happened and like when the yeah yeah, it's like the best one was like uh there's two in particular um there's the NRA because King tried to uh get a get get legally licensed to own um to own a firearm and he was denied at the time and now they're trying to use him as a as a puppet um and then there's also uh and then the one the, the best one is like the cia one was like okay yeah. so yeah so you mean to tell me that you guys were surveilling him as a as a threat and sending him mail and sending him you know and sending him mail saying it and suggesting that he should kill himself and and like you know because it's been 50 years roughly or 51 years now it's like we're gonna you want to send out a shout out to him okay it's like you new you know new re, new regime we don't do that to people at all anymore we don't surveil them and and, and have and assess risk we don't do that anymore at all oh, like man. meanwhile what what's it called oh yeah uh the uh the black identity extremist god damn it that yeah. made bullshit yeah. like yeah look at it look it up y'all how is um, that not calling tell pro like whatever like yeah, whatever yeah. whatever um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. I did enjoy the video package that they did and I, and I appreciated it, but you know, there's always, there's always something else that's on my mind. So, uh, that was that, was that it for all? Yeah, that was it for all. all right. Um, I mean, I think the stuff that mattered was good. I think, I, I, I mean, pretty much everything that actually mattered is actually going to factor into the Royal Rumble was good. Like I think so. I mean, I've seen, I've seen people make comments about, they didn't really plug the, the actual Royal Rumble men's match, but it's like that shit sells itself. Like, you know, like they they hit on they really hit on the major players actually talking about it, like whether it was Drew or it was uh, Ambrose or it was um, Rollins. So you know, I, I felt like they did their part. I think SmackDown's gonna have to do a lot of heavy lifting in that Rumble because Raw got a lot of people that we just don't care about. Right, like but once you get past that top three, yeah, but but check this out though, right? Who do you actually expect from SmackDown to actually make the final four? Because I don't expect a soul. We'll see, we'll see. Um, because, because, right, if you ask me, like, all right, let's say Strowman is in the Royal Rumble, the final four, if you ask me, should be absolutely given where they've 
when they've done it. Like it should be at at, at worst, Strowman, McIntyre, Rollins. If you ask me who's going to be the fourth person, I say why not Ambrose. I'll take Andrade and Almas. <laughs> yeah. You know, look, man, you saw how they treated that main event. They're throwing his ass out. Like, I mean, I mean, at the end of that, maybe some old Joe Randy Orton, maybe, but like, mm, you know, they're not, he's not making the final four. Anyway, I guess that'll wrap up the uh, the the first side. We will be back uh, for the SmackDown portion. Welcome back to the second half. It's time to review SmackDown Live from January 22nd in Wichita, Kansas. So Becky Lynch was out first. Big Becky chance while she flashed a million dollar smile. Um, she was on the mic. She basically said um, there's nothing more to sh- than, than she likes in fighting, but she has something else to say. And it wasn't too long that folks weren't paying attention to her. But now everyone has an opinion about what she should do or how she should act. And uh, but the only thing she's gonna be doing is main eventing WrestleMania, and that got a lot of big Becky Lynch chance. Um, she said her journey starts in five days. She watched Oscar clean out um, NXT and storm through the roster, but flat out she's better. She's never beat me for the title, and the fact that you know it that isn't eating her up tells her what kind of wo- all she needs to know about Oscar as a woman. Uh, and she also said women are lighting themselves or excuse me, are warming themselves on the fire that she lit. She dethroned the queen, and she's going to destroy the empress, and she'll walk through fire to get there, and all of a sudden, um, uh, Asuka came out, and at this point, it felt like Becky was 5'9", with the heart of a six-fold, like, <laughs> she, 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 she had the juice. Um, and then Asuka came out, held the belt up uh, while some Becky chants went on, and then Charlotte came out wearing all black. Commentary started pushing Charlotte as a possible Rumble winner. Uh, Charlotte said, as much as I enjoy this, I'm going to throw 29 other women out. Sasha versus Ronda. Um, I beat Sasha more times than I can count. Ronda, I beat the hell out of her with Ken, you know, the kendo stick. And Ronda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte Ima- was Ima- Imagine, boom. imagine like having to explain your joke and thinking that, 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 that that's hitting on something. Yeah. And she was getting like heavily booed here. Um, Asuka said, uh, I broke your, sh-, or she told the Asuka, doesn't matter what you do, I broke your streak, and back to the man, and then of course, big Becky Chance again, Charlotte tried to woo them down, uh, and she didn't work, yep, yep, and she just looked <laughs> evil, she's like, hold on, I'm gonna do my thing real quick, maybe it'll work, nope, um, she said she owned the division for the last four years, and she is the main event. And then all of a sudden, uh, Oscar was like circling behind Becky at this time, and then clubbed her uh, from behind. And then B- Becky and Oscar got into a brawl, and um, the geese came out pull. to break it up. Big pull apart. Uh, and after that, like Oscar threw Becky into a barricade, but Becky ended up dragging her and just, just, just fucking her up essentially. Yeah, and... threw her over the threw her over the bear. I'm sorry, threw her over the announce table. Start throwing punches from a mount position um, while she's basically like on the floor by the announce table. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, Oscar looked like a bum of the week nominee right there. Yes. First thing I thought <laughs> immediately. So um, after that, um, they went to commercial break. Crowd was going nuts for Becky. She walked off. Swagger on a zillion. Um, <clears throat> back from break, and Oscar and Becky were running it backstage, and Becky Lynch was beating the hell out of Oscar with her shoe. Um, Graves, deci- Graves described it as bedlam. Uh, I think I like the tweet on Twitter, so if I can find it, I'll send it to you. Uh, so after that, we got Naomi versus Mandy Rose in the Obsessed Classic. 
my only shock here was that this wasn't some type of death match, which, which you know, it fully could have been, uh, as pissed as Naomi has been lately. Um, so we got a voiceover uh, showing Mandy's devil-like plans as she tried to ruin the marriage of Jimmy and Naomi Uso. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not what she was calling Naomi. She called her Naomi over and over and over. Naomi, Naomi, Naomi. Yeah. It's Naomi. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, basically, she was trying to ruin it by attempting to fuck Jimmy Uso on national television. Um, and heard both of their theme songs. These are two of my favorite theme songs in the WWE. You know, Mandy, Mandy's music, m- 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 Maybach music. So, <laughs> and uh, Naomi's is always high energy. Graves immediately goes into his uh, ridiculous overkill mode on commentary when Mandy came out. Uh, he said, the roof of the arena has opened and sun is raining down on us all. Uh, Naomi rushed her in the aisle to begin. She didn't lock up. She didn't try to start the match off slow. And I was like, wow, this is already better than Rollins and Ambrose. Um, <laughs> so they got in the ring. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's be real. Naomi came out first, and Naomi danced her ass down to the ring. So let's not act like she did. Look, like that's cool. Look, 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 look. She, oh, look, no, she got to, she no, got to come out there and and, no, and do her bitch. shit. No, and she came no, out second and no, did that. No, sure. No, no, no. Normally, what happens in these situations? Normally, WWE is actually like on their thinking, using their brains, thinking, thinking, thinking. They have the challenge. The first person come out. The person that uh, the person, the offender, come out. And then the offend the offended comes out and like just walks straight out to the ring and like either tries to run out and jump them or whatever else. She danced, danced her ass to the ring, then wait for her to come out and then got then immediately got mad on sight and then charged yeah. at her. And P- then threw P- her out they, they pay for that entrance, bro. Like Naomi has to get the entrance. Okay, Vince and Rondo, they they pay for the smile on that shit. Look, man, look, okay they did this. They did the emotions. same thing with Ronda that. Rousey when when she was acting, you know, going from bipolar, happy and I sad know. in the promo, and then she was smiling. Like I, I know, Naomi Rich, still has to make the entrance. I know, Rich, and that's one of the things that that is a problem for Ronda when they have her be do the serious face. Then she did the serious face about how upset she was at Gorilla on Monday. Then immediately came out, started doing the smiles, and then put the frown face right the fuck back on. That's stupid. <laughs> all of the, I understand you're saying like WWE has them do it all the time. Yeah, they shouldn't. <laughs> that's stupid. Then what would you have preferred? Like, um, Mandy comes out first. Naomi comes down, charges the ring, takes off all her shit, runs out, and then charges and they go from there. It's that simple. If if you're if you're that mad, you're actually that mad. You don't dance your ass down to the ring, then see somebody knowing that you already about to fight her, and then come, and then like I saw her, I saw her face. No, really, no shit. <laughs> Naomi didn't see her before the match. No, 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 no. She's in the ring waiting. For Natalia to come, I'm sorry, waiting for Mandy to come down because now Mandy came down second. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? She she shimmies down to the ring and dances, and then sees Mandy come down, and then says, "I can't wait to get my hands on her." Because I, I see her, and the sight of her makes me so mad that it, it ruined my my dancing mood to where I want look. to. Be, look, look, her immediately look, outside look, the look, ring. One, you see what I'm saying? That's you, stupid. You, you've heard the phrase "one monkey don't stop no show." Like so, so like like she's still gonna gonna get these dance moves off. She's still gonna get this swag off in in, in this glow. But then it's time to whoop that ass. So, 
Um, Naomi came through, and, and she Good started boy. with the with the uh, Minoru Suzuki like slaps to uh, begin the match, and then uh, Mandy rolled out to get coached by uh, Sonya Deville. And uh, after that, you know, she had a sliding clothesline and uh, some arm bars during the break. Um, Naomi beat on her pretty much the whole time until Mandy hit her with a V-trigger while Naomi was on the apron. Two count for Mandy. Naomi got the comeback, and she got cut off uh, when we came back from break. Uh, Mandy hit a combo uh, on, on in the corner on Naomi until she got hit with a kick to the face, and then Naomi went to work with the forearms. Uh, her Karana, ref bump. Uh, Sonya grabbed Naomi's leg, distraction, uh, finish, and then Naomi got to hit the post, uh, and Naomi, or excuse me, Manny went right for the pin, so she stole a victory here. I guess this is continuing, uh, for the Royal Rumble. I guess so. Um, uh, Mandy did not, uh, did not have a good showing in this match at all. Yeah, I, my, my timeline wasn't impressed with her either. I wasn't looking at the time. I was watching the match, and I can tell you, James Boyd wasn't impressed. It's like, yo, this is a struggle. Like, this is this is not – like, she – and she – I will say this, like, in tag spots, she looks better in tag spots, but, like, she, you know, you get it – she's getting kind of thrown in deep in on this one. They probably should try to rein this in before they, you know, they lana her or uh, Selena, Selena Vega her. So uh, Ray Mysterio was up was next. He was uh, cutting like a pre-tape uh, promo. He said, "In 2006, I was in the Royal Rumble for over an hour. I used all the tricks. I used my speed. And Sunday, I'm a repeat history. But tonight's about respect. I was gaining respect for Andrade until he took advantage of Selena's distraction. And you know, tonight, in order to gain respect, he needs to earn it. Uh, after that, it was time for the Miz versus Cesaro." Um, so Shane was out first and the Miz came out next. Uh, Cesaro jump on the Miz off rip with a bunch of you going to jail now, upper, uppercuts. Uh, Cesaro caught Miz with a backbreaker out of midair. Miz put him in a figure four and he did it the right way as he's done it every time since that first one that he messed up. <laughs> um, after that, Miz went outside after and swung at Sheamus and got laid out by Cesaro. Uh, drop kick by Miz in the corner, and Shane got laid out by Sheamus, and then Sheamus kicked Miz into Cesaro's finish. After that, Shane ran over and clobbered Sheamus, and then Cesaro. That was ridiculous. Uh, the crowd went nuts for it. Um, and then Shane set up the same elbow drop we've been seeing since 1999, and then Sheamus did a world of solid and shoved Shane McMahon's ass to his doom off the top rope. Uh, and then bro kicked him, which was, I need that on GIF, if y'all can send me that. Um, and then after that, uh, they pretty much commenced to dragging both of them until Shane got powerbombed through the Miz to break the table. This was absolutely glorious. Yes. The only way this would have been better would have been if it was Sheamus instead that was put onto the table. And when he tried to do that, that tired ass, uh, cheap spot where he jumps from, the turnbuckle to the uh, table is if he had landed short and then all of a sudden you see Cesaro just come in and give him that, that uppercut or jump on the table. <laughs> and he obviously probably would have bro- broken his kneecaps, but still it'd been worth it. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, but it was outstanding beating and um, they actually have, it seems like they actually have them something for, for our uh, world rumble. Yeah. <clears throat> the more they can just whoop on shaming man's ass. I, I'll smile. Um Yeah. So after that, they showed Samoa Joe uh, and Mustafa Ali 
um, in basically, uh, you know, what happened last week, and they showed Samojo beating him like it was a, you know, like it was 3, 8, 3, 3 p.m. after school, and the bully said, be there. That's what it looked like. Um, then <clears throat> we launched. I, 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 I thought you about to say something like, he beat, <clears throat> he beat Mustafa father like he was three-fifths. I was like, boy, that's, <laughs> that is that is taking it a bit too far. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we got an awesome video package and promo from uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, he said, I, I used to be a police officer and I learned a lesson like the eyes don't lie. And he tied this, you know, in. Uh, he said, Samoa Joe jumped me and while he kept saying, while he did, he kept saying, do you understand? He was like, yeah, Joe, I understand. It wasn't no, no it wasn't anything that you did to me uh, that made me understand. Like as far as your offense, your punches, your chops, your kicks, it was your eyes. Your eyes said that I wasn't worthy to be in the ring with you. Um, you know, your eyes told me that you were sending a message for the Royal Rumble. And when you look in my eyes, you're seeing a man with no fear. When you look in my eyes, you're seeing a light so bright that darkness has nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. I lost track of what he was saying, you know, from there because it was just so awesome. But but I couldn't do it justice. Make sure you guys look this up. Um, he shot it in his home video style that he had been doing on Twitter and on 205 Live. And then they edited in the clips of Samoa Joe. This whole thing was incredible. This should be the blueprint on what babyface heroes should be. Yeah, uh, just a quick just a quick note for those that, that may or may not know. Uh, Chicago, this Chicago Police Department is under investigation by the uh, Department of Justice. So maybe they should do more than just uh, look for the eyes and shit. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they look more. Maybe they did more than look in the eyes. Like McDonald still be fucking alive anyway. Go, go continue. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Vince came out. Uh, and this was moments after his son got dragged, and he looked completely unaffected. Um, he got on the mic and said he's going to reserve his comment for what happened to Shane. But uh, fuck all that. Uh, speaking of the Royal Rumble, um, two of the most passionate competitive wrestlers maybe of all time. A man that you know he said basically started building up Brian and AJ, and then he introduced AJ Styles, a man that lives up to his moniker. Styles came out. Um, Brian came out after. And uh, Vince, he refused to get in the ring, which was hilarious. Uh, Vince said, the idea is face-to-face, so if you would come in here. And Brian was like, nah, I'm not falling for this trap. I'm not getting in there with a sociopath. I'm talking about the man who slammed me into processed animal carcasses. I'm too embarrassed to step in that ring. As I watched you hawk your own merchandise, I had a vision of AJ Styles as the WWE champion. Um, It is an impotent and illiterate future, and I can't allow you to take this belt from me. You see, AJ uses his power to get fame and money, but I use mine for the greater good. Uh, AJ was like, the greater good? Is that you talking like a jackass? And then Dale Bryan was like, um, you know, that's why these people want you to be their champion, because you make them laugh, cheer, and jump out their seats, but you never make them think or feel guilty about their actions. You make them feel bad about themselves. I'm not the people's champion. Dale Bryan is the planet's champion. Planet doesn't need AJ Styles. It needs me using this platform to be the planet's voice. Uh, Styles said, uh, if the planet had a voice, it'd be screaming to you to shut up. Uh, I don't remember you pedaling your bike to the arena. Uh, you're not embarrassed. You're afraid uh, what's going to happen to you at the Royal Rumble. And damn, you should be because what happens when I take away the one thing from you that you have left? Nothing. And at this point, I was like, oh, my God. They're going to take this belt off of this man, and he's going to have nothing to do at WrestleMania. <laughs> And then how the show closed, like, I even got even further scared. (laughs) So, um, Brian was like, my friend, the great Carl Sagan said, and then Vince was like, I'm tired of this, get in the ring. 
and the crowd hit yes chance. Dale Bryan. You know what's funny? Because like as soon as he said the like he started talking about his friend saying, I was like, why is Vince out here for this shit? And then Vince immediately cut him off and was like, get in the ring. And I was like, okay, okay, here we go. So Vince said, uh, of course you don't want to listen to this. Uh, you and the entire baby boomer generation are the parasites of this world. Um, these people bow down to you, but realize you don't. You just take, take, and take for profits and give nothing back. Uh, you're hoarding wealth and hoarding power, and you've created an environment for AJ Styles to become a hero in. Uh, Vince just loses it at this point and says, damn it, get in the ring and more yes chance. And, you know, AJ was like, you know, face with face doesn't mean that it hasn't happened in the ring. And then AJ chased him down and jumped him. Uh, but Brian, you know, kind of got away, rolled back into the ring. Uh, AJ Styles was going for a phenomenal forearm, but Brian pulled Vince in the way to take the forearm, but that stopped AJ in his tracks like midair. And then Brian laid him out with the knee, escaped essentially with the belt. Good segment here. Um, I thought it was a great segment. Like, I, I mean, it's me. Like, I, I was like, I, I was like, oh shit, when he started like going off and talking about like about Vince and that that he's a, a you know multi millionaire and he's part of the one percent and I'm thinking like all the stuff. I'm like, yo, this is this this is this is like you know, you know, fact and you know how we always talk about like. Promos that are actually hitting on some some version of reality, like that's what that's what it is. And by for a hill, he 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 got it some good stuff with uh, with Vince, and um, they didn't delve too far into it. But yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was particularly interesting. I'm shocked they didn't make a false count anywhere stipulation, especially AJ talking about it. Don't got to happen in the ring. Like I wouldn't be shocked to see yeah. that added on. Um, and then they've been jumping, and then they've been fighting, or they've been jumping each other in, in the concourse and stuff. I mean, I think there's still time to add that stipulation, just tacking on before the match happens. Yeah, you know, like how they did uh, uh, CM Punk in Jericho with Laurinaitis telling him that it's a that Jericho that Punk like right before he came out, like if he uh, if he uh, he had no championship advantage. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think they might just tacking on. Yeah. So. um after that, we got uh, Carmella and R-Truth walking in the hallway. Um, dark hair Carmella greater than yellow hair Carmella. Uh, she was R-Truth, and R-Truth recently had a birthday. Uh, I think he's 40. He, that man's ageless at this point. Like, that man's shredded out here still. He's, he's somebody's grandfather. Um, <laughs> all that. So, um, he said, I can't wait to face AJ Styles or Dale Bryan when I win the Royal Rumble because I have the number 30 uh, position. Uh, Carmelo said, what about uh, Brock Lesnar? And he said, Brock? Like, Soldier Boy, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said he did not want Brock to take him to Sioux Falls City. And basically, he gets Buddy Murphy's name wrong, calls him Bobby Murphy, and said he might challenge for the Cruiserweight title. Carmelo said Truth was too big for that. Truth accused Carmelo of calling her calling him fat. She said it wasn't like that, but, you know, his feelings were hurt, and he walked off. And then Charlotte is just standing in the hallway by herself trying to summon the spirit of Bloody Mary or something. I don't know what she was doing. Um, so Carmelo walks up to her and says, uh, you think you can waltz your, uh, your way in like you do? Everything else, you weren't even in it last year. It's like a tornado, but no one's getting through me. Charlotte said, I've never been to Royal Rumble, and I don't know what number I have, but I'm Charlotte Flair. Android bot, robot, 125. <laughs> And, you know, the rumble and the tornado, I am. And yeah. <clears throat> someone brought something up on Twitter. Have they ever had Charlotte in a storyline on the main roster that didn't have to do with the championship? Can you remember one? 
Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, what did, what was she doing before? What was she doing in 2017 before between um, like before she got her title shots in the summer in 2017 she on was SmackDown like off TV. What she was basing in catering? Yeah, kind of. Mm. All right. Well, outside of that, nothing. Like she was, I mean, she was a champion all the way through to, uh, from that point to, um, yeah, she was a champion all the way from that point, all the way to, uh, to where she got cashed in on by Carmella. Then she went away, uh, or she tried to win it back, lost, went away, came back, uh, right won the title it. back, lost to Becky. And she's been fighting Becky to get the title back ever since until now. Yeah. This is... So she's probably gonna so nine times like, like not there's a ninety percent chance she's going to win this rumble and then uh, fight for a title at WrestleMania. So yeah, it, this is something to think about. So <laughs> I was like, wow, I never really thought about it like that. Like with like literally without putting her on there for a belt, they'd be lost on what to do with her. And that's true for a lot of the women uh, on the show. But you know, with Charlotte in particular, she's had you know so much more exposure to the championship than all yeah. of them. Yeah, I mean. I... I mean that also ties in the fact of like that that the stat that I was telling you about the other day, or earlier today was like since like Oscar and Becky at Royal Rumble um, on Sunday will be the first women's title match to not feature a blonde woman since uh, since I believe it was Money in the Bank 2015 with Becky I'm not Becky Bree and uh, Paige like that's you know, oh, it was Nikki and Paige. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, Nikki, Nikki and Paige. Page, okay. Sorry, Bree twins. Yeah, so like that's almost that's almost four years. You know, incredible. Um, so after that, we got Mustafa Ali versus Samoa Joe. Real good match for TV. Um, and, you know, a characterful performance, as um, Samuel Plan would say. Um, Joe started with the big jabs to start. Uh, Mustafa reversed a post spot into a cross body off the outside corner. Graves said that athleticism won't help Ali in a Royal Rumble, but Joe's hands will, you know, because I didn't see Shawn Michaels win two Royal Rumbles in a row or anything. Like, you know, that that athleticism can't possibly help, you know. (laughs) You know, Chris Benoit, you know, won a Royal Rumble. That, that, you know, Rey Mysterio won a Royal Rumble, you know. I, I'm not, look. What he said was nonsense. We know that. Like you have to be a good, like whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm not even going to get a shame. You know that's a rumble, you know? <laughs> Um. So Mustafa uh, got a got a springboard countered, and then he hit his face on the apron. And he went to break more jabs from Samoa Joe, more heat on offense. Uh, Mustafa Ali hit a rolling X factor, and there was some light Ali chance that started up. Um, there were some drop kicks, and then he hit a dive through the ropes. Uh, and also a dive and punches, uh, super kicks and a tornado DDT as he was trying to get all fired up. He went up for the 054, but it got reversed and he got put in the choke and Joe won. Uh, I like the match for, you know, being on TV and you can beat Musava Ali almost a million times. It, I, I don't know about beating him on the same night as that great promo they played for him. Um, but it's Samoa Joe who looks like he should kill Mustafa Ali. Yeah, and it's also like, if Joe can't beat Ali, then who the fuck can he beat? Yeah. Um, after that, uh, the New Day, uh, they said that they were doing uh, Royal Rumble research, uh, and they were watching the uh, 
you know, the tablet was just hilarious. Uh, we, and Kofi was, you know, trying to figure it out what he was going to do this year and all this stuff. And I'm like, when, motherfucker? How about that? Like, <laughs> boy, um, that, would, that would be a shock to the system, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, would, I, I would mark out if Kofi, Kofi Kingston won the Royal Rumble. Like, um, seriously, let it. If somebody that wasn't a, that was a full time wrestler that wasn't one of like the three, four guys you think uh, every year that can win the thing, was was somebody else that won like like one of the one of the let's say one of the twenty people like the twenty that you just know are like cannon fodder like if one of those twenty ever won it would be shocking it'd be almost like oh they must this must have turned into a shoot battle royal and they just said fuck this I'm winning it <laughs> <laughs> like full, yeah like full Vinny Verhai like I, I'm winning this thing yeah you know you y'all gonna have to eliminate me like for real yes. yes. <laughs> So uh, Caleb Braxton rolled up. Uh, she said, "We're five days away from the Rumble. Are you guys willing to eliminate each other?" Uh, Biggie says, "Y'all ask us this every year." He said, "Is Tony Shamel gonna ask us this next?" And then Tony Shamel comes in the shot. Uh, and then Biggie was like, "What are you doing, man? Uh, do you see yeah. Edge here?" Like, and that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Xavier said, "If one of us win, then we all win, and we about to dog walk everyone in this in this rumble." And you know, a lot, a lot of the population just got put on to what dog walking means. Um, and um, you know, it was nice of Biggie to slip that line in there. Uh, and then Kofi wondered about what if this is the year that he can't come up with something, and then they lift Kofi's chin up this like like Buddy from UCLA, bro. These the these boys thing. are so on time with this shit. This is the funniest it's thing like, ever. It's Maybe like it's just fun. when a new day, like just when you think, like, yo, it's going a little too long in the tube. It's not quite whatever. They'll do this. They literally like just like three different things that are hilarious. Maybe four, like in this segment. And, and what was it? Like a two and a half minute segment or less. Yep. Like, yeah. oh my god. Like, yeah. So after that, uh, I have this written in my notes, and I think my autocorrect. It was Ray Mystery versus Andrade. <laughs> Rey Mysterio versus Andrade in another incredible match. Um, Just absolutely innovative, like, you know, spots. Um, Just just creative as fuck. So I'll just go through what I got written here. Um, So Alma started with a club and a back elbow. Mysterio hit a shot to the gut and then a head scissors. Uh, Rey leaped over the ropes and gave a hurricanrana out of the corner in the first, like, 25 seconds of the match and they went to break uh and he uh gave that her karana going to the floor mind you yeah like it was almost like for those that imagine like the jericho drop kick to a guy that's on the outside on the apron like you basically you you run you, you bounce to the uh to one corner you bounce come back like he literally did that bounce back came all the way over the top to um <laughs> To Amos, who's on the floor, and then land her Karana in much in similar fashion to uh, Eddie Eddie versus Ray from Halloween Havoc. Except they had a different a different take on it. It's like, yo, they. Yeah. I was like, oh, this this early, huh? Like yeah. you pulled this one out like this early, okay? Yeah. All right. So there was a kick to the head from um, the apron from Ray, and a seated senton, and a drop kick out of midair by Andrade. Uh, he reversed, uh, Ray reversed a hammerlock DDT into a code red, uh, went for a wheelbarrow dive off the middle of uh, the corner rope, but it got reversed into a pin attempt by Andrade. This was Bret Hart-like. Um, <laughs> Andrade dropped uh, Ray's knees against the corner, uh, but and- Ray knocked Andrade from the top rope. 
Uh, and then, you know, Andrade somehow ended up back up there, uh, back on the top rope. Uh, Ray reversed Andrade's fireman carry with elbows to the head and then almost uh, reversed Ray's super hurricanrana into a super power bomb, super Batista bomb off the top rope. And for the first fall of the match, I marked out when this happened. Yeah, it was almost like a sit out awesome bomb. Yeah. Um, so after that, uh, real quick second fall. So it was a slingshot power bomb to open uh, the second fall. Andrade went for another power bomb. So this man's got power bomb fever. Uh, <laughs> and Ray reversed that into a Canadian destroyer and gave him a pinfall. One to one. Uh, Andrade flew out of the ring uh, when they came back from from break, and Ray went for a sliding move, but got caught in a DDT position. Then rammed um, Andrade's uh, back into the wall, like with a charge essentially, and hit him with the ghetto blaster on the outside of the ring. Uh, but instead of going for the count out, Ray goes for his sliding move outside the ring, but not like the regular splash he does. He slides, but flips, hits a flip over power bomb into the wall, which was like, "Yo, where'd you think of this?" <laughs> like, like it's a little bit like the Hiromu Takahashi influence, but com- still completely yeah. original at the same time. Um, so Ray then hits his finish from 1996 when Tupac was alive. Um, yes, and I. <laughs> He, 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 I, 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 I lost it when I saw that. Like when he, he goes for the Hurricanrana pinfall deal, I was just like, "Yo, I ain't seeing it." Like, I ain't seeing this. He must be feeling good. Like, yeah. I was yes. So it was a springboard Hurricanrana for those of you that aren't familiar. A uh, whole crowd chanting six one nine. Mind you, they're in Kansas. Like, <laughs> so <It's> stupid. <laughs> so um, Andrade uh, gets like an uh, arm bar. Um, locked on and or uh, arm bar on the ropes from Andrade. Then Andrade uh, mocked Eddie Guerrero essentially, and you know that was mm-hmm. that was funny. Um, he jumped on the apron. Ray went for another flipping powerbomb to the outside, but Andrade moonsaulted out of it, which was nuts. Uh, and he powerbombed Ray into the post, uh, brought him in, uh, hammerlock DDT, but only two because Ray got a foot on the ropes and Andrade looked distraught, like he just didn't know yes. what what to do from here. Uh, he put yes. a F- Fujiara arm bar on Ray to calm things down for a second, but Andrade was actually working the hold um, and <laughs> looking like he was trying to do yes. damage rather than just. Sit Laying there. Laying there. Um, then all of a sudden Ray got up and, and springboarded to his feet. Or excuse me, not his feet. He springboarded from the mat to the top rope to try to reenact the DDT from uh, Halloween Havoc 97 that he did to Eddie. Didn't quite work out right. But had he nailed that, that would have been nuts. Um, so after that, he he recovered, made up for it by doing a reverse Hurricanrana for, <laughs> for <Yes>. two. <laughs> Like, was it, okay, so how many reverse Ranas have you ever seen on the main roster? Not many. I don't think I can think of a single one. I'm sure there has one, I just don't remember it, but like that's how rare those are. I, I wonder if Neville's done one. He probably has. Um, or Mustafa Ali. Uh, I'm sure one of those guys have done one. Um, <clears throat> so after that, reverse Rana for two, and uh, Hurricane Rana to a 619 position. Uh, basically, uh, Ray was about to hit the 619 and was about to drop the dime. And then that bastard Samoa Joe pops out of nowhere and power bombs him to the floor when he's going for the finish. Joe jumps on Andrade. And for I, I thought the whole locker room was about to come out there, but turns out that wasn't it. 
Uh, Joe basically cut a promo. He said, I told you I can't hear to make a statement. What y'all see is what I'm going to do at the Royal Rumble. And then we saw his ass get RKO'd out of nowhere. And Randy Orton um, popped up after two guys, killed themselves for 28 minutes, did one move, and went off the air standing tall. Yeah. And I think that's – how many weeks has it been since we've seen Orton? Been a minute. It, it's almost like he's so long. It's like, is he a baby face now? Like, did, did, oh, like, wow. <laughs> did, did they turn that man face so he could fight Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles or something like that? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that well, was, that was SmackDown. Yeah. Great show. Great show. I, I, I think it kicked Raw's ass. Um <laughs> Yeah, and, and this was and this wasn't one of those normal weeks where like Raw is just just, just always just a uh, just bad. So like SmackDown almost wins by default because if you just have any signs of life, you're just better than Raw. Like Raw actually came to play this week, and SmackDown still kicked his ass. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm th- yeah, uh, SmackDown definitely a better show. But we will be back uh, with the LeBron oh. James. Go ahead. Hold on, real quick. Uh, the reason why I decided to change swap duties with you uh, this week was because I wanted to watch this match when I have to take damn notes. I just want to watch it. <laughs> I just want to watch it when I'm watching notes. I just want to sit there and enjoy it. It just just be a just just be. It's just an enjoy it because I, I you know we don't know how many more of these Ray matches we're gonna get. So I just want to watch it, just enjoy it. So I'm like, I don't want to take no notes. I just want to just sit, put my feet up, and relax and just enjoy the the excellence and. I, I, it was worth it. It was worth it because Raw wasn't that wasn't bad at all this week. So, so yeah, I thought this man wanted to talk about the Martin Luther King uh, deal. I thought he wanted to talk no. about you know he wanted to talk about the, the the main event tag match. Nah, this man set me up, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, but uh, we'll be back uh, to crown. Hey, it, was, it was a gamble. It just paid off though. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back to uh, crown the LeBron James U Bum of the Week as well as the wrestler. A name caller. What'd I say? Come here, you say it. Call him a bum. It's <laughs> not a name call. It's a. Uh... Right. You bum. Welcome back. It is time for the LeBron James U Bum of the Week. But before we get to that, I did create a section in the LOP forums for One Nation Radio where I am publishing uh, the LeBron James and You Bum the Week and the rest of the week and the better show. Uh, if you guys want to uh, you know, leave comments, feedback for the show, any questions you have uh, about you know the episode or stuff you want us to address in the future, make sure you sign up uh, for the LP forums and uh, you know comment on that post and all that. Um, looks like a lot of people are checking it out so far, uh, but we would love to get your responses in there. Uh, and I'll you know try to reply as best I can there. Um, yeah, LeBron James, you bum of the week. So we've got five, uh, well, six people. Uh, two of them are in tandem uh, as one nominee. Uh, so I guess we can start at the beginning. Asuka. So she tried to jump a woman from behind. I mean, she, you know, she fell. We, we need to name this rule. Like, <laughs> we, like you know, she, she's mean, on here because. I mean, it's the run-up, get-done-up rule, yeah, right? Yeah, like Like a person. We need to name this after somebody. But. Yeah, so can we call it the meat meal? Uh, why, why would we call He's, it that? He started that. He started that beef with Drake, and then Drake dropped back to back God on him, it. and and you know, and charged up on him, and that man came out there with that Undertaker beat, and you couldn't understand the words he was saying. No one could. And it wasn't just us. It was the whole world that couldn't understand what he was saying. And then he kept, you know, 
putting sure. He, yeah, he just he just just bad, just bad. Yeah, actually, like, actually, could, could could we call it the Lil John rule? The don't start no shit, won't be no shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that works better. So the Oscar's on here because of the Lil John rule. Uh, she started some shit and it was some shit, and unfortunately, shit happened to her. So uh, she got ended up getting beat with a shoe backstage. So Oscar definitely on the list for uh, <laughs> you bum of the week. Ronda Rousey with that promo that she had was just whoo, just just new levels of bad. Um, after that, uh, the revival uh, they came out there and. You know, they lost that match. They begged Vince uh, for yes, a stipulation. Back- lost anyway. We're cheating. Yes, backstage begging. Approved the ref that that was picked for the thing. They did all the cheating. The ref did his job. They got caught red handed after doing all that complaining to the ref, and then they decided to beat up the ref, and then they got sent packing by by Zach, <laughs> Zach Ryder. Ryder of all people. Yes. Yeah, that that sounds sounds like uh, bumminess to me. Um, this, this, yeah, these are losing tendencies. Yes. <laughs> so uh, up next, the Miz and Shane McMahon um, as as a uh, couple there, and they got the holy shit beat out of them. Like they just got straight up smoked, put through tables on top of each other, just beat, lost the match, like everything. There was a point where Miz. Where they beat they beat Shane so bad that Miz got over the top of him and covered his body like he was Brandy Rose covering for Cody. Unbelievable. You know, you know. And, and look, we still for a second don't believe for a fact that, that Miz is actually a good guy. We still think he's a disingenuous prick. So it's just, so it's like, dude, ain't no ass whooping worth this. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no gimmick worth this ass whooping. No. You look terrible, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and Braun Strowman just completely had his nuts cut off uh, again in front of Vince. Vince told me he was lucky to have a job, and he had to sit yeah. there and just take it. Um, yes. What what other things happened with Strowman? Like with the Corbin thing? Yeah, like the stupid the stupid lie about uh, Corbin's re- is the worst. It's the worst day of my life, and Corbin and because of because of Corbin, well, go look Corbin's ass did. <laughs> Right, last week you last week you you beat him up or you beat up the limo he was in and you let him just let him go as opposed to actually whooping his ass and then whatever that's last week let's focus on this week he says that he lies about the corporate thing was really Vince the person who's right there in front of his face to cost him his title he doesn't do anything about it he's not even officially a member of actually in the rumble we don't know either you know he's doing anything on Sunday we assume that he might there might be some he might be a player in one of these matches towards the rumble or the universal title match but. He has he, he pretty much is one of the top guys in this on this company, and there's nothing for him to do ever. He yeah he's he's just an asshole twisting in the wind. Yeah, so bum of the that's, week. That's this, that's a terrible visual. I didn't even mean it like that, but whatever. <laughs> this is a loaded category on the low. Uh, so many ways you can you can go on this. Uh, like it looked like I was gonna go towards Oscar, but I was like, uh, she got her licks in uh, a little bit. But, you know, and then Rhonda had all that traffic and just people going at how bad her promos were. But 
at some point it's just like this is an established thing and it's like normal that these promos should be this bad and i think we're <laughs> approaching that right now so i don't know if i want to say ronda you are the bum of the week because it was like it was exceptionally bad let's not get it fucked up but i don't yes. know if it was enough to be like yo and look i don't know the, if i'm wrong let me the- know at least she's on the car, and at least she didn't get beat by somebody uh, at the opening of the show that that he, that uh, she outweighs by like over a hundred pounds, maybe even one hundred and fifty pounds. I mean, she probably outweighs her by like <laughs> how much? The like thirty pounds? Would she have on Sasha? Sasha. I would rather I would rather fight some whatever uh, whatever my point my point is still the same. Oh, also, Ronda's on the card at Royal Rumble. What is Braun doing? You know, not sure. You know, uh, but I don't know. I'm looking at Miz and Shane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like 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 Braun ain't get whooped like them. Like they That's look true. like fools. That's true. Fools. That is true. I'm going with the Miz and Shane McMahon as, as the bums of the week. Like, See, look, the Miz and Shane thing is like you're just you're just blinding hatred from for Shane. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> it ain't nothing else. That's a complete bias. You, you just hate that man's gut so much. Bro, that shit was, was funny, bro. When he bro kicked that man, that shit was hilarious. And, and then I like know. then powerball that man through the table on the top of another man, body that man, and, and let other dudes watch. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm, look, all, all, there, there are a lot of deserving candidates for this, right? I'm just going with I'm going with Braun because it's like they, it, in an attempt for them to try to protect him from losing to Braun or losing Braun Lesnar <laughs> again, they have cut him off so badly over the last three weeks or last well, three, two to three weeks, make him just look poor. Like on only one of them is his fault, like. Uh, the two, when he kept forgetting his lines, that's on him. But last week with that limo and him being scared of Vince, that's that that's all of the plan. That's all of the all of the craft work of the writing team and Vince McMahon's genius, right? And then this too. Mm-mm. Yeah. The pr- the price of the brick is going down, Rich. <laughs> down. As anyone, I've never heard. Of, I've I've never. Never for us I've ever seen about like look they they whatever for me it's Braun you can pick whoever you want for me it's Braun so I think it's two weeks in a row I picked Braun I think yeah I, I'm gonna go Miz and Shane here um, okay yeah. we'll agree to disagree yeah um, so wrestler of the week uh, a lot more positive category uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah for, yeah like it was funny because there were a lot of like very very uh, bummy. Uh, for lack of a better word, bummy bums this week. But like, rest of the week was kind of loaded. Like Samoa Joe um, presents himself as his, as his great bully and wins his match. Uh, Masafa Ali, he loses the match, but he had a great promo, great great showing against Joe. He could have won, uh, you know. And I, I thought, you know, I thought this was a really good week for for uh, for people that were on top and showcased and, and presented well uh, this week. And them two didn't even like make the nominees. Like that's my point. That's yeah. my point. Like six and seven are like people that are normally most weeks actually get in. Yeah. So um, 
wrestlers of the week. So Becky Lynch, uh, electric promo to begin, crowd in full support, her shooting back at all these idiots uh, that I guess have, you know, tried to slang mud. Um, <laughs> you know what's going to be funny? What? It's going to be real funny. Like the, like the Roman stands that like really enjoy, or the FDS squad that like really enjoyed like people like really like being upset about the 2017 Rumble where, Ro- where Roman loses in a title match and then comes out at 30 and then people were just having like, dude, are you fucking serious? Right. What's going to be even funnier is how mad they're going to be after they how they got their rocks off to that, right? Like, if Becky loses and then goes to the Rumble and gets gigantic cheers, they'll be like, I don't understand. I don't get this it. This isn't fair. This, this is not fair. You, I don't understand. It's like, well, if one person is liked by the crowd, the other one in mass isn't. And most of this comes down to, in both cases, how poorly they booked both of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Becky Lynch, wrestler of the week, uh, candidate, uh, as I was saying, she won a brawl, uh, swagger on a million yeah. crowd going nuts for her. Um, Sasha Banks, uh, victory in the main event of Monday night raw, um, gave Ronda Rousey her first L in WWE good promo at the same time. Um, Seth Rollins, uh, quality victory over Drew McIntyre, uh, who, has quietly done a couple jobs uh, throughout December and now January. Uh, quietly, yeah, quietly? yeah, because because it, like all these jobs he's doing, like people aren't beating him with their finish or anything. Like he's getting like rolled up and different shit like that. Um, Ray Mysterio, of course, just innovative uh, and brilliant and and these guys i think i I think they like i think they kind of topped them like i don't know if they topped themselves from last week but they were headed there like they definitely pulled out like more like dynamic shit this week i can say that yeah yeah um i i yeah i i don't know how much of it is like them they were cheating because of the the two out of three falls thing like because like Ray's quick fall was just like okay, yeah, right. But but yeah, I mean they did a lot more stuff. Uh, but I don't know. I mean I don't really know about how if you know you bring out more stuff and that's like necessarily like you get numb to the big moves over and over and over. But like I mean they did more big moves. I I will say that like I, I might have been. There. I feel like they may have been on par. I don't know if they were ahead, but I feel like they were on par until uh, they until uh, Ray missed the uh, DDT the the DDT uh, spot. Yeah, but but yeah, but outside that, like, and also no finish, so yeah. whatever. But like, I, it was a great match. And Andrade, uh, last guy. So Andrade's been on here like almost every week of the year. Stark contrast from when he was stuck in mothballs last year. Yeah. Glad Catering. there's another program, uh, or excuse me, gra- glad there's another promotion that that's popped up in existence. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it gives them incentive to push these guys. Uh, so I'm gonna throw it to you, James. Who you got? Hmm. You know what? Um, I gave it to Seth last week, and then you gave it to Andrade, right? Um, no. That's not what happened. No. Who who was your wrestler week last week? Uh, it was Andrade. No, I'm sorry. I gave, I gave it to Finn Balor last week. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. 
All right, so I owe Andrade, so I'll give it to him this week. This man, <clears throat> like, it's tough. Um, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think because, like, yeah, like I, I, I like what Sasha did. I don't know if Rollins did enough. Like, he cut a cool promo and got a win over McIntyre. I almost want to give it to Ray. Like. <laughs> Like, I, I think it's, I, mean, I think I think it would be fitting uh, since they they stopped at one to one in the match and there was no finish that they share the wrestler of the week honors here. Uh, so Ray Mysterio will be my wrestler of the week. James Andrade St. Almas. That is three weeks in a row for Andrade St. Almas uh, in some form wrestler of the week. Um, that's like unprecedented uh, in the history of well, the show. So I mean, well, well honestly, like. The last three weeks has been pretty much like if you vote for one of the pe- if you vote for anybody in the Andrade match, it's pretty much like they're all getting it, yeah. right? Um, so it's you know b- between you going for Ray and me voting for Almas, like I mean we're really voting for Ray and Almas together, right? So like it's kind of <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, Ray Mysterio and Andrade, congratulations, you guys are the wrestler of the week. Uh, but that's gonna wrap the show up. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to the show. As always, make sure you check out uh, my latest column. Why did WWE let AJ Styles go on Lotto or Crowder? Just asking a couple questions about, is this a change in the way WWE is doing things? Or, you know, is this like a play from, you know, Styles, you know, with his contract coming up? You know, is is he testing the limitations of what WWE will let him do? So, um, you know, of course, you know, I put it that mildly in the, you know, the comment section uh, erupts in flames, but make sure you check out all the other great shows here on the Lords of Pain Radio Network. Tuesday mornings, the Global Revolution. Late Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, One Nation Radio. TV reviews with me and James. Uh, Wednesdays, we got Sports Entertainment is Dead with Samuel Plan. Uh, Thursday, the Perfect Ten Wrestling Show with our boy The Implications. Friday, the, light, the Right Side of the Pond. I'm not sure if the Legacy Series is going on. I feel like I haven't seen it in the um, feed, but uh, Sunday's LLP Radio Aftershock and... That's pretty much it. And if you guys want to check out me and James over on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, uh, we got plenty of great shows over there. Um, and, of course, our show from Sunday. What did we look at, James, on Sunday? I think it was uh, the, our full Royal Rumble preview. Uh, where yeah. We, we went over everything. Uh, and all the news uh, going on with, like, the revival, Sasha Banks, Andrade, um, a couple other things. I can't quite remember. At the moment, but it was a fun show. Um, but yeah, James, you got anything to say before we get up out of here? No, not too much, man. Just uh, this was like the one of the rare weeks where they had a go home show and they didn't just mail it in. They didn't feel like they already had you know got all their work done um, before the go home show. Like they actually used it to its to its advantage. And like I'm actually like you know I was already excited for Royal Rumble. Um, you know, it's even back best far back as Sunday, but. Like, I'm really into it now, like, you know, given what they've given us since, like, you know, Survivor Series, I would say, like, this, I would expect this show to be good. Like, I, my expectations are up there. Like, if they if they screw it up, then I have nobody to blame with myself because I know how to get down. But um, I, I, I think it's going to be a great show. Yeah. Um, is, it, is, it a, is it a new era? <clears throat> Maybe. I will say this, though. I mean, I think it's going to be a great show is one thing. Um, you look at that takeover card. I know that's going to be a great show. Yeah, I, I and <laughs> yeah, that's going to be 
excellent. So, uh, can't wait to see uh, Ricochet Gargano and, you know, Black and Ciampa. Oh, Ciampa, when he gets called up to the main roster, he's definitely losing his first name. Um, so... <laughs> Yep. Well, I, I think I went through uh, the NXT roster the other day, and uh, I just looked for people who I thought would lose their first names or last names or something like that. And he was definitely one of them, so I have to share that list with you. But uh, that's gonna wrap it up. We up out of here. Peace. Sorry, Chad.